Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your career or candidate search, brought to you by VIP. I'm your host, Casey Haston. I'm an executive recruiter, director of recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. And I have brought a special treat for you today because I have brought another recruiter. So today on the show, I'd like to welcome Eileen Ryan, partner at Marketing and Sales Resources, an executive search firm for marketing and sales professionals. Eileen is also a job search strategist and helps candidates improve their search strategy in order to land their next job faster. From resume development to interview preparation and pounding the pavement with applications, Eileen is an expert on executing a successful job search. She joins us today to share some of those insights and help our audience understand today's job market. Thanks for joining us, Eileen. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful to, to be able to speak to another recruiter. We could talk shop. We, we understand each other's pain, right? Oh, definitely. And we understand the job seekers pain on the other side. Absolutely. So yeah, this is going to be great that we can share this information. Well, before we dive into the information and the stuff that I want to talk about today, I always like to start the show to emphasize the importance of networking to tell people how we got connected. So I'm curious, do you remember how we got connected? You know, I think actually you reached out to me. I, was it on LinkedIn that you reached out to me? Well, I did originally reach out to you. I did reach out to you on LinkedIn, but only after I was introduced to you by Deb, Deb Coviola. Uh, there you go. Yeah, well, it's the importance of networking. And look, it's the six degrees of separation. You know, we, we all kind of reach out and connect and chat. Absolutely. And I love it. And I think that's importance of the network is, you know, not only doing what helps you, but helping others, you know, there. Well, that's, that's the thing that people miss in networking that it's, you know, yes, it it takes work, it takes effort, but it's building relationships with people. Mm. And it's not all about selling to people, be it if you're looking for a job or a business looking, you know, to connect. It's building a relationship with people because people do business with people, not yes. businesses. Yes. I, and in fact, I had a really great connection request today on LinkedIn. And normally I would not have answered this, but she led with, I saw you're connected to, and it's somebody that I'm very connected with. And she said, and I just, I feel like this person knows great people. So I'd like to get to know you. That's a good connection. And I, we haven't spoken yet, but I can't wait. Definitely. You you never know where that next opportunity, be it business, personal, whatever the case might be, where that next great opportunity comes from. You know, I think that's been one of the silver linings through the pandemic is that people have been willing to reach out and connect with others. And they they're willing to take the call. So, yeah, I think that that's the silver lining here. Yeah, and I love that you said that they're willing to take the call. I don't think, not only were we willing, we were begging. We needed some social <laughs> interaction, right? 
was definitely oh that was horrible so so eileen you've been in the recruiting world for more than 10 years and you have a great knowledge about the job market and you know what are some of the challenges job or what are some of the challenges job seekers are finding today that they may not have faced before well, you know, there are jobs out there. The companies are hiring. I mean, they're contact, contacting me and, and they're looking for employees. The problem is, is that the job seekers, what I find is that they're not marketing themselves properly. They're not showing their skill sets in the way that the recruiters need to see it in order for them to get noticed and hired. Uh, I think job seekers are telling me that they're applying and their resumes are going into the great abyss. And that that's a problem because that means they're not setting it up properly. I, I agree with that. And speaking about those resumes going into the great abyss, I think I'd be very remiss if I didn't mention the fact that, you know, there is a great tool out there when you're submitting like through the applicant tracking system that uses AI, you're probably aware of this, um, that helps you get past that AI so that you actually get a real person seeing your resume and it's called jobscan.com. And what it does is it gives you the job description and it gives you the, um, it takes the job description and your resume and it gives you a percentage of how closely they match, which is all that AI is doing. It's eliminating you based on how closely you match that job description. Yeah, you know, and part of it is still that personal touch that you, it's an exercise in information graphics. How are you presenting that information? So this way, the recruiter who's going through 500 plus resumes a day, I'm sure you've done that, right? Yeah. Okay. Contacts in, I don't know about you. <laughs> uh, but you start to go bleary eyed after this. So it's how you present the information. So I always describe it as, you know, when you were in school and you pulled those all-nighters, okay, and at 3 a.m. in the morning, you're reading that textbook and you turn the page and you see a whole bunch of text. And then you say, I'm never going to get through that. And then you turn the other page and then you'll see a photograph and you'll see a call out and it's broken up. And that's because a designer went in and and they, they made the page more readable. I think that that makes it easier for us as recruiters because look we see the good the bad and the ugly on these resumes yes the ones that are easier to read this is really a sample of the type of work that you would do for the company it's a writing sample to the company mm -hmm. so you really have to put your best foot forward on on these resumes you know now that we're talking about resumes i want to ask you a quick question bullet points okay. or paragraph style what is your preference on resumes bullet points Okay. Not paragraphs. Yes. It takes much longer for me to read. And look, tell me exactly what you want because any recruiter has multiple requisites on their desk at any given time. Mm -hmm. We're playing this matching game and we're trying to figure out, okay, based on what I have on my desk, what is this resume before me going to match up? And the reality at the end of the day is you have five seconds to catch our attention. Otherwise oh my we gosh. move on to the resume. <laughs> And if that's the case, I don't care about the, the candidate. I'm looking you know, as, as a piece of paper, as a person, as a person I care about them, <laughs> but as a candidate, I'm looking to see what do they want based on their skill set, and how does that match up for the assignments on my desk? If I can't figure out in five seconds, I move on to the next resume, and they may have been the perfect person 
But if they can't show me that, then I move on. I, and I'm so glad you said that. I try to tell people that all the time. I'm like, don't put a lot of fluff on there. Get to the point because I'm going to look at this for like five seconds. And if you don't catch my attention, I'm going to the next one because I've got too many. I've got too many that I've got to get through. So I'm so glad that you said that. It doesn't make me sound so harsh. <laughs> you know? um, uh, okay, I, I was the harsh one. I mean, I actually had someone tell me that she's paid, she paid $10,000 to a resume writer. What? When literally, yeah, I, I, I've got to tell the story because literally page one, I took off and crumpled up and threw it away. I'm like, I, this is all fluff. I have no idea reading page one what you do. And if you haven't caught my attention on page one, I'm certainly not going to go to page two. Yep. It's that simple. Yep. I, I wholeheartedly agree. So why is it so hard for candidates to market themselves in a way that sets them apart from from other their competition? I think there's a couple of things going on. I think that they need to know from the recruiter's point of view, and they're not realizing that. So they, mm -hmm. they're applying for a job and they'd be perfect, but there are all these other candidates. But I think that we look at things a different way, and I think they need to understand our world before doing that resume. I think that certainly would be a lot more helpful. The other thing is, it's really hard to be objective about yourself. You know, it's like you can't proofread your own work. So I think also people are getting opinions from everyone, okay, from parents, from friends, from colleagues. You know, I, I equate it to, you know, if you're taking a test in school, who's the best person to ask, what should I study? What's mm. on the test? Okay, and then you go, you ask the teacher. The teacher's the one who wrote the test. Well, you know, Casey, you and I are the ones who are looking at the 500 plus resumes a day. We're the ones who are basically writing the test. So wouldn't you want to know what we're thinking and what we're looking for? And that, that gives you the advantage. Absolutely. And, you know, we're laying it out right here. This is what we're looking for. No fluff. Get to the point. Made, saved, achieved. We want to know. We, we want to know what you did, but we want to know how well you did it, too. Right? We want to be able to see right. that you want those details in there because otherwise you know again i move on i may miss something but you've got to present it well it's all in the presentation okay well let's say our resume gets through we get that interview okay but we know one of the biggest challenges we know job uh, seekers face today is the feeling of being ghosted and i know as recruiters we really try not to do this but it happens from time to time because I know your desk is probably even busier than mine because you do such quantity, you know, where I do a little bit more niche. So there may be times where you actually ghost your candidates, hopefully not very often. But but let's just say that these people are going and they're applying to like directly to the companies, not through recruiters. OK, how, if any, what steps could they take to make sure that this doesn't happen? Well, you know, they, they have to set it up based on the job that they're applying for, because what I find is people will do a generic resume. They mm -hmm. send this resume in. I have no idea what this person wants. So let's say they have a degree in engineering. Well, they can take many different paths. They can go into a, be a sales engineer. They can be an application engineer. They could be a marketing engineer. I need to know what you actually want. Because again, I'm placing many different positions on my desk. An internal recruiter, yeah, they're dealing with multiple hiring managers, they're dealing with multiple positions. 
So tell them exactly what you're looking for. And that'll definitely help with the ghosting. I, I think that's very important too. And a lot of times, especially if you're applying on LinkedIn, um, the job poster will put their name on there. And I am not opposed to, if you don't hear from them, following up with a phone call. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I, I think with the caller ID, the phone calls aren't always taken. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think uh, with email or through messenger, I think those are, re those are answered a lot faster. Uh, especially recruiters, look, we're on the phone all day. Right. So not all the time you're going to be, <laughs> not all the time are you going to get on the phone uh, or be able to catch them when they're off the phone. Uh, but you need to build the relationship with recruiters uh, just in general, because you know what? If you build the relationship with them, and this gets back to where, as we started our conversation with networking, a good recruiter you have a relationship with, our candidates become clients, our clients become mm -hmm. candidates. And it's, look, we know what's going on in the industry. If we see an opportunity come up, we're gonna have Joe in mind and Joe will be my first call because our goal is to make, is to complete assignments and make placements. I, I think that is so true that you said that. And I have to share this real quick story with you about a way that a candidate engaged me. He didn't send me his resume. He didn't, um, you know, like so many do, they just, you know, slam into my in-mail or my inbox, but he didn't do that. He took time and he messaged me on LinkedIn and it was such a thoughtful message and it wasn't about him needing a job or anything like that. What he said was he's, he, he did some stalking and so he knew about the podcast and he's like, I've been following your podcast. I've been watching you. And I'm sorry, he did say he needed a job and he said, now that I need a job, I decided you were the recruiter I wanted to work with. And I was like, I'm going to answer that. And let me tell you, I worked so hard for him when, <laughs> after that, because anybody that's going to take time and invest time to learn more about me as a person, I am going to do my best to find them that perfect job. That goes back to people do business with people. Yes. It's building those relationships. So look, if you're getting ghosted, you know, this is a, this is a way around it. Start talking to people. Okay. Otherwise you're the best kept secret in town. Oh, that's such good advice. We could end the podcast right there. Just start talking to people because if you're not talking, nobody knows they need to help you. No one, you know, in the years ago, it was not an embarrassment, but people were, were shy and they didn't want to let people know that they were unemployed. Right. You know what, especially nowadays, this is, <laughs> this is unfortunately more normal than not. But the only way that you're going to become employed and work your network, and it could be friends. I hate the word networking. It's, you know, I just want to take that away. It's building relationships with people. Yes. If we take that word out now, now all of a sudden it's okay to do. But by letting people, you know, know that you're unemployed, you never know who is going to know someone who knows someone who knows about a job and you're missing out on an opportunity. That's 100%. I couldn't agree more with you. We're, you're going to have to stop or I'm just going to end the show now. Okay. So it's, it's a lot. <laughs> no, I'm too much fun with this. You get All two right. recorders talking, you can go on for hours. I know. I know. So what are some of the biggest mistakes job seekers make when writing their resumes? I know we've kind of touched on this, but I mean, what do you see? Uh, I, I really poorly format, formatted resumes. 
Uh, I still see typos. There's no reason for typos. The biggest word that I see misspelled is manager, if you would believe it. <laughs> I see it spelled as M-A-N-G-E-R all the time. Uh, you know, there's so many details on resumes that we're looking for, but they really, again, need to focus in on what they actually do. You know, I wish I had a dollar for every resume that I read that at the end of the resume, I said, what do they actually do? What do they sell? Okay, who do they sell it to? And, and I have absolutely no idea. And then I go on to the next resume. It's that simple. Yeah, I get it. You know, another thing I'm really a big fan of, and, and I agree with you on the formatting, all that, you would be amazed how many times we just throw our hands up and like, all right, we'll fix it. You know, just because it's speed. <laughs> you need to, it's speed to market. You've yeah. got to get those candidates over. Um, but here's another thing, especially if you're dealing with recruiters that I think is so important and I love because it saves me so much time. Whenever you are, um, whenever you list your company, give us a little blurb about that company. Tell us what industry they're in, how big they are, maybe how many employees they have. Just a real quick sentence so that we don't have to go do the research. Because that is another time that I will be like, if I don't know what this company is, next. Because our clients we would have want... no idea. Right, right. And I don't have time to research every company. So I really think that's a good um, technique. What, and I'm curious about your thoughts on this, on resumes. And then I want to get to interview tips real quick. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on putting reasons for leaving? You know, reasons for leaving because, look, we don't like job hoppers. We don't want to see yes. someone who has had one year, one year, one year, because, look, the company isn't going to want to take the time to invest in onboarding that candidate if they're going to leave within a year. Absolutely. However, some people, you know, just life happens. Uh, so I do tell them specifically to put, okay, well, you were let go due to COVID. Put that on your resume. Look, we've had a couple of spots in, in you know, through through the ages as to where there were blips in the industry. Mm -hmm. So yeah, say company closed, company layoff. So especially if you have those short-term employments, by adding that, at least we say, okay, well, this happened. You know, maybe you took time off to take care of a family member. Well, you know what? That's wonderful. You couldn't split your time Okay, you took care of home. Look, we all have personal lives. Yes. You took care of the home base, and now you're ready to get back to work again. I say add that onto the resumes. Oh, thank you. Again, that makes your recruiter's life a little bit easier, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and look, we're gonna ask the questions anyway during the interview. We're gonna yes. say, why did you leave this company? Why did you go on to the next company? If you put it right there, it just explains it away. You know, I, my new college graduates, uh, when I don't see a GPA, I wonder why. Yes. When we don't see years on graduation, okay, we wonder why. And then we just go look up the information. It's all there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right, let's move on to interviews for just a second. And you can look at this from two different ways, like when you interview your candidates or what you hear from your clients who are interviewing your candidates. So what are some of the common mistakes that you see when it, when it comes to interviews? Biggest thing is that people don't prepare. Ugh. The reality, they just walk in and they, they figure they'll wing it. They're just going to yes. ask me questions about myself. But the reality is 75% is of all interview questions are the same. 
globally. I've spoken to people globally about this. So if that's the case, you know you're gonna be asked certain questions. Why don't you prepare the answer before you walk in? You know that, that we're gonna ask, okay, on the hiring side, strengths, weaknesses, tell me about yourself. You know this. Mm -hmm. So have not practiced or rehearsed, but at least have your thoughts together on it. So this way you're prepared. Uh, and then, okay, if you have to think about the other 25%, okay, you can pause that. But just knowing the answers to the test before you walk in to take it, it's gonna build your confidence. Absolutely. So I know, okay, so now we're in this full-fledged job search, right? And here I am a job seeker recruiter calls me and says, have you um, applied to this position? And this candidate goes, um, I don't know, you know? <laughs> so what are your tips or, you know, what advice can you share to help these people who are in this phase of their search so that they're not losing where they've applied and not followed up even maybe? Oh, I, through my program, Pounding Pavement 101, I have a job tracking sheet. I wanna make sure that they are writing everything down because as they apply, look, you're gonna be applying to a lot of jobs. You're gonna forget where you apply mm -hmm. to. So you need to keep track. Also, you wanna find out exactly when you applied, any contact information so you can follow up. Because look, just because you applied in May, the position may not have been filled now. You may wanna follow up with them and apply again. Mm. So it, it actually saves you time on the back end. That's a great, so does your job uh, interview tracking tool, does it also, um, does it also prompt them to send like thank you notes and stuff like that? Uh, no, it doesn't prompt them, but I do have columns in my, it's, it's a spreadsheet. Oh, okay. It's a Google spreadsheet that my clients then share with me. So this way I can see their progress because I track them for accountability as well. Because look, job searching is a lonely process. You're sitting there at your computer, you're applying, applying, applying. You don't know if anyone is actually looking at it. So I really partner with my job seekers mm -hmm. to walk them through every step of the way, answering questions from the view of the recruiter so they have the recruiter on their side. But I'm also taking a look at their uh, job tracking sheets because I wanna make sure that they're applying for the right jobs. Because if the jobs that you may be applying for may not be matching your skill set, and then you're just wasting time. I, I think that's beautiful. I really do. And I think that having some kind of tracking tool, whether it's yours, whether it's ours, whether it's one you just make up on your own is so critically important. And I do think, and the reason I asked about the thank you notes is just because I think it is so important to send thank you notes. I think it separates you from the other people that have interviewed, but here's my advice on that. Have someone else read that thank you note before you send it whether it's your Always. recruiter <laughs> or a friend, have them do it. I, I don't know about you, but I've had offers rescinded because of thank you notes. Uh, well, yeah, because it's still a writing sample. Yeah. But the, the thank you note is huge because it shows your continued interest in the position. It shows, okay, this is someone who is interested. This is, it allows you to put your name in front of that hiring manager one more time. So it is so important, you know, and I have seasoned professionals. I have college students always ask me, what should I write in those thank you notes? I put that all on my course. I said, look, 
this is anytime I have someone ask me, okay, what, what should I do? I just add it to the course so this way people know exactly how to handle it. That is so beautiful. I think I kind of use the podcast that same way is that when I hear someone say, what about this? If I haven't already covered that topic, I'm going to go find an expert who can speak to that subject. And then the next time I can just say, go watch this episode, you know? Exactly. You know, and, and this isn't only the college graduates that are asking these questions. You know, I'm working with directors of marketing. Yeah who are having you know, multi-billion dollar corporations and they don't know how to market themselves. Okay, it's a different type of marketing project. So that's exactly why we're here and, and we get them hired. Absolutely. Well, you are not gonna believe this, but our time has just flown by. We should have done like a double time <laughs> edition for this recruiter <laughs> edition, right? Um, but I do have my three VIP qu questions that I want to ask you before I let you go. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready, shoot. Okay, so this, this is the fun part. If you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, what three things or people would you take with you? I thought really hard about this question. I need a survivalist because I would never survive. So I need, you know, like the movie, uh, The Martian, I need like a Matt Damon for many reasons, <laughs> but I need someone like him that will help me survive on this planet. Uh, I, I would then uh, bring a communications device because I would rather be around people. I need to talk to people. I guess maybe that's what makes us great recruiters that we like to talk to people and connect with them. Uh, and then some music. Got to have some music in the background at all times. Absolutely. There you go. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably take him too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, a, that's such a bad idea. Yeah. So what is one thing you do each morning to set your day up for success? Uh, I don't start in the morning. I start in the evening. So okay. At the end of my day, I actually make my to-do list and then I have a little post-its that, look, you can't do 20 tasks in one day, mm -hmm. but I can do three. And I put those three top, right at those three top tasks right on my post-it. It goes on my computer. So this way, when I walk in first thing in the morning, it's right there. I'm ready to hit the ground running. That's awesome. I love that you do that. I don't do that at night because it gets my brain fired up again and I can't go to sleep. So I do mine in the morning. I call it my big three or my big three rocks, you know, what so many different terminology, but I do the exact same thing, but I just do it in a journal. And so that journal goes everywhere with me. Because then it gets, it allows me to sleep. So the complete opposite of you, Interesting. Because then it gets it off my mind. And then I'm thinking, and I wake up excited to hit those tasks in the morning. Interesting. I, I, you know, I guess it's just what works for each person, right? We're all just a little bit wired, just a little bit differently, but yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't be able to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my final question. If your life's work yes. was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? Uh, headline would be, I get people hired. Oh that, yeah. That's, I get people employed, I get them employed fast. Uh, and it's all in the presentation and that's how I teach them. I love it. How do people find you? They can find me at my website. It's www.poundingpavement101.com. Love it. And are you also on LinkedIn quite a bit? Is that another way to reach out to you? I'm on LinkedIn constantly. That's <laughs> where I live. Me too. So if anyone wants to reach me, um, the spelling of my name, I'm sure will be attached somewhere to this podcast. 
It's I-L-E-N-E-R-E-I-N, uh, and I am the only one with that spelling on LinkedIn. Lucky you. <laughs> Makes it easy to find <laughs> you, huh? Awesome. Exactly. Well, Eileen, this has been such a treat, and I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I know we'll probably have plenty more offline to talk a little bit more about this whole recruiting situation, but I appreciate your wisdom. I appreciate you putting that course together, and I just have one last thing to say to you. Sure. You are a VIP. Ah, best, best compliment of the day. Thank you so much. <laughs> and that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.